0: Hello and welcome back to the TTPA, Titani Talks Perke Avos this year, where we talk a Mishnah of Perke Avos per day with some practical advice to say. We're using this Sforno, wonderful commentary this season. His commentary is a little more succinct than other ones, so we're going to try to aim for about five minutes per Mishnah. Heads up, we're going to be very out of whack the next couple of weeks because of the Jewish holidays. We just wanted to reintroduce the show and do an episode or two before the holidays hit us, and we'll try to get back when we can. So let's look at that first mission. We talked the intro yesterday. We talked the Kal Yisrael statement. Now we go right into the mission. Moshe Kibal Torah Missina. Moshe received the Torah from Sinai Masaral Yoshua. Transmitted it to Joshua. Joshua gave it to the elders. The elders gave it to the prophets and sagadolam. And the prophets transmitted it to the men of the great assembly. The wonderful amount of, of judges that were part of the really Men of the Great Assembly, many many people that were on it, including Dan- 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 Daniel Hanani, Moshele Nazari, and Mordechai of the Purim story, I believe, was on it, and they said a couple of things. <speaking in Hebrew> they said three things. Be <speaking> deliberate in judgment. <Hebrew> Develop many disciples. <speaking in Hebrew> Make a protective hedge. Around the Torah. So let's see what this Farno says, and we could try to add on a little bit and we could take it practically home. Moshe received the Torah from Sinai. Hashem explained the Torah can be divided into two categories the philosophical, the Chelik in uni, and the practical, Chelik Masi. The verse says Hashem said to Moshe, Ascend to me to the mountain, remain there, I'll give you the stone tablets, the Torah and the commandment that I've written to teach them, and that comes from Shemot. Philosophical aspect of Torah is knowing the Almighty, its purpose is to revere and love Him. That's the category referred to as Torah. When Torah scholars ceased to contemplate philosophical aspects, Hashem was angry, Hashem was upset. They grasped the law, did not know me in Yerim it says. Practical aspect of Torah, it's undoubtedly what the verse refers to as the commandment. The notes point out when, it, when you mean to know Hashem, to discern His ways and attributes, to try to emulate Him. That's what we're supposed to do. Just as Hashem is compassionate, we should be compassionate. Hashem clothes those that don't have clothes. We should give clothes to those don't have clothes. Visit those who are sick, etc. Like different things we see Hashem doing throughout the Torah, throughout the Tanakh. And even though it's difficult to understand mysteries, we have to try a little bit. Even Moshe couldn't understand everything, but we have to try a little bit to see what we can to try to understand a little bit from what we can from Hashem, try to grasp what we can. Our sages have said it's prohibited to expand upon the story of creation with only two disciples or upon the divine chariot with only one unless he is wise and capable of attaining understanding on his own from Chagigah. Sages added a general outline of the topics that may be transmitted to the head of the court as well as other serious-minded individuals. The author of the Rekhik teaches Moshe's ability to attain understanding on his own was so great he received the philosophical aspect of Torah from Harsina, In other words, Moshe received and understood the entire philosophical aspect of Torah, solely on the basis of the things he was told at Sinai, without Hashem having to transmit to him a general outline. Moshe then gave it to Yoshua, and he subsequently became the leader of his generation, served as the head of the religious court in those days, probably, of Moshe. Transmission continued from generation until the period of the people of the great assembly. So what did they say? They said three things. They observed the deterioration of the generation. The majority of the people had forgotten the Torah and the commandment during the Babylonian exile. Hence, they warned the people to correct three things to rectify their shortcomings. They advised the wise men of the generation to be deliberate in judgment. Unlike Gentile judges, who dispense justice arrogantly and enforce it with physical force, They urged the Jewish judges to carefully deliberate each case, even if a similar case had previously come before them and a verdict had been reached. For each case is different. The witnesses vary, as do the litigants and their claims. Develop many disciples so that some will excel and attain the level of one who is wise and capable of attaining understanding on his own, or at least become sufficiently worthy to be taught a general outline of these topics. Protective hedge around the Torah. They urge the court to take punitive measures against transgressors as dictated by the needs of the time. The sages said, I heard that the court may administer lashings and punishments without any legal basis, not in defiance of the Torah, but to make a protective hedge. And the notes point out, This is based on yuvamos, that you have to implement strong punitive measures even at the expense of stretching the bounds of law when the time calls for. The example is Elijah and the false prophets of the Baal. He brought an offering on the altar of Mount Carmel, which technically was a violation of a Torah-ordained law, but the needs of the time called for. it. The Talmud brings other examples like severe punishments meted out by the court against violators of rabbinically ordained Shabbos prohibitions. And against a married couple who behaved indecently in public, quite a strict letter of the law, they didn't call for such stringencies. But integrity of Torah is at stake. The sages judge them harshly. That's what it means. Make a protective hedge. When the times call for it, strong steps must be taken to safeguard the integrity of the Torah. We have to make sure that we're deliberate. We develop disciples. We make a protective hedge. We have to make boundaries. We have to make borders. We have to make protection around the Torah. And ourselves, we have to make ourselves insular in our communities and in our work. We have to make sure we have protection and we have boundaries. You know, me, myself at work I try to keep to myself as much as possible. Obviously I have to interact with the teachers and the staff, especially when picking up kids and dropping them off. But on my own time I don't go around and, and do notes in the teacher's lounge. You know, I don't go around and, and take lunch if I ever really get to take lunch. I don't always get to. I don't do it in the teachers lounge. I do it in myself. I keep to my own office, my seven by ten office, seven feet by ten feet office, really more cubicle. And I do it in my own time. You gotta make protective Hedges, protective fences around ourselves at work and in life, and especially around the Torah. And in doing so, we can make sure to have a much more insular, protected, wonderful Torah life. Join us next time as we talk Mishnah 2 about how the world was created, what and how it really sustains and Torah study and service of God and kind deeds here on the TTPA. And I'm your host, Tani.